Welcome to Armchair Football. It is good to be back. We are mid-season with the NFL. I want to go over a few changes we're making going forward. Um, We found that an hour every couple weeks is very difficult to get in NFL and college football. So we're going to change this to a primarily NFL podcast. So all you NFL fans out there, you're going to get what you've been getting over the last few weeks is is primarily NFL. And then we're going to put out a, a couple specials every year. Um, we're going to put out a, a pre-college football special. Uh, next year, of course, uh, a mid-season college football special. And I think that'll be after the first uh, playoff rankings come out. And then we're going to do a, a post-college football special. So uh, we're, we're going to try to satisfy all the college football fans by uh, getting those in. And and there's you know just so much to talk about, especially in the NFL, that it's really hard to fit in in, in an hour. Wouldn't you agree, Mason? Yeah, it's quite a bit. I mean, we're, we're going two leagues instead of one. It's you know, almost half half ass one instead of fully. Exactly. Another one. A little more commitment. And now that you know Mason is here with me, a familiar voice, um, Mason is going to take over Mitch's role uh, as my primary co-host on the podcast. Uh, Mitchell is pretty consumed with life right now with a little one, work, uh, and uh, just overall it's really, really tough for him to get in. But Mitchell will be back for some uh, guest appearances uh, so you can look forward to uh, him hopping on. And I think we'll probably have Mason and Mitchell together, or he can always substitute in uh, when Mason isn't able to do it. But uh, welcome, Mason, and, and I'm glad to have you here. I think uh, Absolutely. even though you're a Vikings fan, I guess, you know, that's a better than a Cowboys fan. Hey, we're a better record so far anyway, <laughs> yeah. so I'll, I'll take that. It's, the tough it's a year. you got a tougher division to deal with. Right now, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you got a potential MVP candidate sitting there, and uh, that's one of the uh, things we're going to go over today in the first part of our episode is our our ranking on the top five MVP, MVP candidates, excuse me, MVP candidates mid-season uh, because it can change a lot between now and then. But we, you don't really know. You know, there's always the the favorites going into the season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. You know, there's always those favorites. We don't really know until we get midseason, and now we've got a good idea of who's really out there. Yeah. Um, like- so we're going to jump into a little bit of news before we do that. Uh, you know, the I think the the flavor of the week right now is the uh, trade deadline uh, just ended this last Monday. Not as much movement as we kind of thought there would be. Jamal Adams didn't move, thought he was going to end up with the Cowboys. I uh, thought maybe somebody would try to get a, Trent Williams as he ended his holdout. Now, that's kind of a funny situation. Yeah, that's it's it's curious to see what will happen with that. And for those of you who don't keep up with the Redskins or, or this, uh, Trent Williams was on a holdout, hoping he'd get traded, said he didn't want to play for Washington. And now he's ended his holdout, and there's, of course, a contractual – a situation with that because he needs to get credit for the season to become a free agent. Uh, but he's a little bit of the NBA is working its way into the NFL, which I'm not thrilled about. I know Mitchell would have an argument here. You know, I, I just because you have a bad day or a bad couple weeks, you can't just up and I don't want to be on this team anymore. You got to fight through adversity sometimes. I know there are situations that I understand. Maybe teams and players need to part ways. But if this is going to be all of a sudden players on four teams in three years, it might get kind of ridiculous like NBA. I absolutely agree. Yeah, you know, we saw it a little bit work with, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey. 
he you know he wanted to be traded and then he didn't want to be traded the the owner said no way we're not trading an elite cornerback uh and he went down with this mysterious back injury and all of a sudden he gets traded guess what he's on the field the same week uh you know Trent Williams is having uh is saying he's injured um and you know we'll see how that pans out for him you know he may end up getting a long-term contract it's really kind of a bad deal for for fans because they're seeing players control well, and that's the thing. And how do you expect to spend good money on an expensive jersey, knowing he might that player might not be there the following year? We're going to get a refund. That's not going to happen. No. Um, you know, jerseys, one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars jerseys, and they're there less than their contract. It's definitely getting out of hand. You know, and that that's one thing that I've steered away from baseball too. Is I, I from year to year, I can't. I don't know who's going to be on the team. You know, you grew up a huge White Sox fan. The the you know uh, Frank Thomas and then Paul Konerko, uh, those guys were long term guys that were there. You you knew they were going to be on your team. Um, now, boy, it changes. It could change month to month, let Absolutely. alone year to year. Uh, too much, and and we could go all day on how how baseball is not even close to as interesting anymore. Just for instance, did you know uh, Mason that the Green Bay Kansas City game Sunday night? blew the doors off the World Series in ratings. Oh, really? Blew the doors off and wasn't even close. Um, I personally watched, what, three innings of the World Series? I don't really care. I, I watched a game or two. I, I like baseball. I'll keep an eye on the score. But to actually sit down and watch a full game, a couple years ago when the Royals were in it, I, I watched some other watched, than that. You know, the, the Cubs World Series, that Game 7 was probably one of the best baseball games I've ever yeah. watched. But, you know, out of 162 games plus playoffs, I watched one. And that that just shows that I, I don't really care. And I know there's those baseball fans out there that will argue all day long with me about it. Um, and kudos to them because who in the world has the time to keep up with 162 That's a baseball lot. games? You know, maybe we had a stadium closer. I think, you know, if I actually had a really true team I rooted for. I mean, I like a couple teams, but there's not that that one that I ride or die with. Yeah. Well, back to football. Uh, I, got, I got a question for you, Mason. Is it an upgrade for Joe Flacco to not be playing for the Broncos right now? I think yes on on two things. One, team morale. I don't think the team's very satisfied with Flacco. I've, I've thought he's been a bust for years. I never understood him signing that, I think, $105 million contract. I get he was a Super Bowl winner, but he didn't win that Super Bowl. Well, the defense And, and actually, the argument there is, it, the, in the playoffs, Joe Flacco had one of the best statistical playoffs ever. Now, Nick Foles also won a Super Bowl and had a fantastic playoffs. And he's going to be beat out at quarterback while he's injured by Gardner Minshew, who I, I think is electric and it's so awesome. fun to it's watch. It's a great story, that's for sure. Yeah, the, the, the stories are hilarious. The I, I still look back and remember when he got put in. I was like, oh my goodness, it's Uncle Rico. And, and no more than a couple days later, there's memes everywhere with Uncle Rico. Absolutely. I, you know that's one of the most popular... Um, one of the most popular Halloween costumes oh, right now really? is Gardner Minshew, uh, which I've seen a couple on uh, ESPN uh, Sports Center, and they were hilarious. Pretty awesome. So, oh, yeah, they were great. Um, the you know we've this last week we had uh, some interesting games, and you know we'll kind of look over the, the standings of, of where we where we sit uh, on the the NFL season. Um, you know we're we're only on every every couple weeks. Uh, 
and so it, it is a little tougher to cover all the games. But the the important one ones last week are definitely ones I, I want to cover. Uh, you know, of course, a Sunday night game, my team, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Packers. I I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy that says Aaron Rodgers gets the calls and makes a ridiculously lucky throw to Jamal Williams in the end zone. I showed you that. Yeah, that, you showed me the video. video. It was it was definitely a. I think he just threw it away. I think he threw it away, and yeah. I, I think it came up short and ended up getting caught. I, I absolutely agree. Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying he's buying refs, but for some reason, reason the refs throw the flag out a little bit more when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. And, and I think that goes with any elite quarterback. You know, the, Tom Brady gets the majority of the calls. Absolutely. I will I will 100% expect it probably happens to Patrick Mahomes is going to get a majority of the he's calls. He's the NFL's um, what's the word? Money maker right now. He's, their, he's their, the face of the NFL right he now. He is. He is. So he's definitely going to get some calls here soon and absolutely in the future. Um He's their team. I mean, with Mahomes on that field, it's a completely different game. Aaron Rodgers is, is a great quarterback. He's the same way, though. When he's on the field, it's it's a completely different game as well. It is. It you know, is. There's, there's those generational talents. And I, I have no question Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that he, he makes the team better. You know, everybody – and I've thought about it a lot because I'm with you. I'm like, well, I don't know if I could put Aaron Rodgers as one of the greatest ever. As one of the most talented ever, yes. He only has one Super Bowl. He's won a couple MVPs, I do believe, too. Um, so that puts him in the category of some of the greats. But I thought about it. He has not been surrounded by a lot of good talent over the years. It's either a good defense or a good offense. Agreed. And it's much more a good offense than a good defense over the, over his tenure, for sure. I think you just said it. Phenomenal talent. He's had it for a sustained amount of time. He's gotten hurt a little bit, but everybody does. But to, to put him in there with the, the greatest of all time, I just don't. I think he's he's there's a handful of quarterbacks that are ahead of him on that list. Um, I, I think there's more than a handful, you know, but I, I think he's certainly probably top ten when he gets done. You know, the stats will show, and and his problem is the staying healthy. You know, and I know you have a bit of a skewed uh, being a Vikings fan. You can't Absolutely. help it. You, you know, I you're don't a little biased. Like Green Bay at all. It's <laughs> so um, that was one of the games that kind of stood out to me. Uh, the Saints, Drew Brees is back. You know, of course, they were playing Arizona, so that was a little bit. You know, the game that really stood out and kind of opened my eyes because I was not sold on the Niners. I wasn't. I know they're well-rounded. I just didn't think this was a team that, that looked like a, a team to throw 51 points on the Carolina Panthers. And they have a good defense. I mean, the Carolina, they're not the best defense in the league, but they're, they're usually a solid defense. So for San Francisco to put 51 points on them, that's a lot. And in my picks the last time we did the, the podcast, I had I had uh, 49ers up there. I think they're just a well-rounded team. They're good on defense. They're good on special teams. Their offense is firing on all cylinders. I just don't see a flaw in their game right now. Yeah, they, they are definitely the most well-rounded team. You know, I had the, the disadvantage this last week. I was down in uh, uh, Miami on Sunday for a business trip, and I was traveling most of the day. So I did not get to watch uh, – pretty much any football i did catch the chiefs game on on the airplane um so it was nice to see be able to see that so i i have a hard time judging uh the games as a whole but a team the niners look really well rounded garoppolo's playing well they're running the ball well they're playing tough defense they're they're kind of that throwback team a little bit they are you know they're they're gonna pound you 
And they, if I recall, they ran a ton with Tevin Coleman. I didn't week. get to watch any of the game. Uh, it wasn't on broadcast here, but I, I was keeping an eye on the score, and just, there's another touchdown. Wow, there's another one. Oh, this game's got out of hand real, real fast. It's it's pretty impressive. And I did catch some of the Browns-Patriots game in one in the Atlanta airport uh, when I was sitting on my, my layover. Phenomenal pass from Baker Mayfield oh, to boy. the it, defensive lineman. I, I'm just reveling in the fact that Mayfield is coming up short because I thought he was going to be a bust coming out, and I was hanging my head because I was wrong. Guess what, guys? I wasn't wrong. I think Baker Mayfield's getting, having that second-year slump you and I've said it from the start. You can't put together a whole bunch of talent just expect it to work. Yeah. I think it's a lot of coaching, in my opinion. I don't think Freddie Kitchens makes it through the end of this year. I I don't like firing a coach that fast, but I think you're right. I think they're going to win a few more games now. If you look at the rest of their schedule, they play Cincinnati, they play Pittsburgh, they, they play a few teams that are, are fairly easy. So I think they're going to get some wins in there. Will that save Kitchens' job? I don't. I don't know. Um, they have had a tough schedule, but they haven't really been close on any of those games. They got first three possessions against the Patriots, which their defense is amazing right now. Turnover, 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 and you can't do three for three. I mean, that's just. I think Mayfield's come out and gotten careless with the ball. I mean, he he just thinks he can do more than he really can, and I I I, I question the the effort. I think on the other players. I just I know the offensive line is a little little troubled but gosh you, with all that talent you should have an electric offense you should they should what kitchen should be doing is handing the ball to nick chubb and i'm not just saying that because i have him on my fantasy team chubb's having a pretty good year he well he had two fumbles in the game against patriots that there, there, there was They're a couple big the ball boys out, man yeah, I, mean, I mean a 90 yard run all of a sudden you fumble it on the five yard line you can't do that if you want to win the game and the other thing is Cream Hunt comes back in a week. So it'll be interesting to see if they do a shared role. Now, I have Cream Hunt sitting on my fantasy, so I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little biased there, too. So I, I think, and this is a, a really uh, an interview process for Cream Hunt. I really feel that. You know, he, uh, he's he got some making up to do. They're going to see if he really is that player that he was that first year with the Chiefs. I, I think he is. Um, if he can keep his nose clean, but that's been a challenge. So we'll, he'll, we'll see. He'll start somewhere. I do want to um, touch on, you mentioned the Saints. It's going to be really exciting to see Teddy Bridgewater play somewhere too because he, he won all five of his games as a starter. I, I think he's a starter somewhere next year. See, and I think he's a starter with the Saints next year. Yeah. I, th- I think Drew Brees, and let me rephrase that. I think if Drew Brees wins a Super Bowl this year, I think he retires. They were saying he has um, – he is fit right now. He is in some of the best shape he's ever been. So there's been some reading that I've been where they don't think Drew's going away anytime soon. Really? And I, could Teddy wait maybe one year? Yes. Two. But no, he's not going to sit back three, four more years. He's going to. Would you want him back as a Viking? I, I think he's. I think he's better than Kirk Cousins in my opinion. I, I mean, I, I. I think there's more talent there, and he's younger. So. Yeah, but at a certain price. I don't want to overpay him. You don't I, want to give him a three-year, fully guaranteed, $90 million contract? No, I'll pass oh, on Oh, come that. on, Mason. That, absolutely not. <laughs> for, for Patrick Mahomes? Yes. <laughs> for Teddy, well, Teddy, we'll see. It, it, it'll be definitely interesting. I think there's going to be three or four teams that, that are going to be looking at him. you got Tennessee, because I, I think you, you called it out early. You think Mariota's done. I, I'm yep. starting to see it. Tanning Hills actually kind of came out of nowhere. You know, you know the thing is, if you look back, Tannehill, when healthy, 
and he had some talent around him, Tannehill was a pretty good quarterback. He was. He, he, and he was supposed to be the guy, the long-term solution for the Dolphins. So if he can stay healthy, I think he's good. I don't think Tannehill will be a Tennessee Titan next year. I don't think Mariota will be a Tennessee Titan next year. I think they're going to either pick up a quarterback somewhere um, or or draft one. Um, and Tannehill might stick around uh, as a backup. But I just don't see either one of them as a long-term solution. I'd be curious what Tannehill's contract is. I don't know if that was a two-year, three-year, or one-year. I can't I'm remember not either. Sure. But I don't think either one of them fit in the Tennessee mindset. They're, they want to run the football, play good defense. It's Mike yeah. Vrabel. He's a defensive guy. And so I, I see them going after a guy that's willing to hand the ball off and uh, an Alex Smith, a game manager. And Mariota's, Mariota's not a game manager. He wants to get out and sling it. And, and Tannehill might be a game manager. So I could be wrong. Tannehill might be their, their guy for the next three or four years. But they're, they're certainly, in, if that's the case, they're going to draft a quarterback to groom behind him. Certainly. It'll be exciting to see. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get uh, to work uh, on our top five MVP candidates so far this year. And, and I'm really curious to see... Um, what Mason has uh, has picked here, and see if it lines up with mine. So we'll start at number five, and I think we'll go with, with Mason first. What? Who's your number five guy right now? You know, at number five, an I, outside chance. Um, I took Lamar Jackson. I think he's. I don't think he's quite an MVP yet, wow. but he's the, he's an outside guy. Um, he's had some big games. His I don't know his exact rushing yards, but last I looked, he was he was ahead of some. Leading running backs in well, rushing I, yards. I can tell you his uh, his rushing yards. So um, Lamar Jackson right now has 576 rushing yards, three touchdowns on the ground. Which for a quarterback, you know, he's on pace to have over a thousand yards rushing. Which you would have asked me a couple years ago, I would have told you that's just not going to happen in this pass happy league. No. Um, so my big question is, is, can he sustain it and stay away from being injured? Because you cannot argue. With 500, he's had 83 rushing attempts. That's more than a good chunk of running backs in the league. That's a lot. He's getting hit more than most quarterbacks. Now, granted, he's not RG3, so he he does know how to get out of the way. Knows how to slide a little bit better, yeah. too. <laughs> Somebody said, hey, uh, here's a handy tip. Um, maybe you should learn to slide. Get down. Uh, yeah, get get down a little bit. But, no, I think he's having, he's having a great year. He's won some good games. Um, I, it's an outside chance. That's why it's number five. But but I, I put him there. Here's my issue with Lamar Jackson. He's you know he's he's only got 1650 uh, passing yards. He does have a, a good average at seven and a, uh, seven and a half roughly. Um, Eleven touchdowns, five interceptions. If they can keep him running the ball, he's fine. But it shows your 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 two to one touchdown to, to interception ratio about, which is okay, just okay. So that's where I really can't. Put him on there. You're going to like my number five. I think Dalvin Cook, if they keep running the ball and using play action off of him, he is the most valuable player on the Minnesota Vikings. Right I now. absolutely agree. Bar none. He, he is fast, uh, and he, he runs downhill, and he runs hard, too. He leads the league in, in rushing yards at 823 already. So he's on pace for a 1,600-yard season. So he's having a, a 
MVP, certainly a rushing title uh, in his future, possibly. Granted, Leonard Fournette is really looking good. Nick Chubb has been giving the ball a lot, and they'd be smart. Um, McCaffrey's right there. So it, it is a very close reach, uh, race there. But he's got nine touchdowns on the ground. I'm not sure what he's got for receiving touchdowns. Um, but he's, you know, I mean, if he can keep that pace, you're talking 1,600 yards, 18 touchdowns. Say he gets four on, in the air. Um, I don't know how much he, he catches the ball. Um, they do some, um, some, some screens. Yeah, that, so that, that's about if it. If you can get two or three uh, there, you're talking a 20-touchdown season. You know, that's that's huge. Yeah. So I think and there's an outside chance, but we talked about this a little bit um, before we started, was it is turning into a quarterback race at MVP. It really is. So To, to me, it's something special when a non-quarterback wins at MVP. It's, you got to work harder. I mean, you got to be twice the player as a running back than than a quarterback to win the MVP. It's kind of like I said, the Heisman. The Heisman's a quarterback trophy, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. I think we looked up a couple weeks ago. There's been like two running backs in the last ten years that have won the Heisman. It's it's quarterback, quarterback, which I understand. Quarterback I generally do. is the most important person on the field, and you can see by the teams that win are the ones that have a solid quarterback. Someone smart. Absolutely. Who's your number four? Number four, I got. Um, oh, let's see here. I had Deshaun Watson actually. No, uh, that's I. I left him off my list to be honest, but I, I, I he certainly is doing well. He's playing good. I, I think it's not the, the the most phenomenal year, but he's he's looking better and better every year. He's. I didn't think he was going to be that good of a quarterback coming out of college. I, I was definitely see, and wrong. I disagree. I did. I I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be the best quarterback in that draft. And and I'm. I didn't know what Mahomes was at that time. Nobody did. But I thought he was going to be the guy. I, I was dumbfounded when they took Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. I thought that was one of the dumbest things you could do. And guess what? I get to say I was right. <laughs> Trubisky is not good. That's oh, for, no. He's, he's not terrible. on my MVP list. We'll, we'll put no. it that way. Um, I actually have Christian McCaffrey because I do think that he is definitely the most valuable person on Carolina's team. You look at the amount of catches he makes. Uh, you look up at the uh, amount of yards he runs for. He is what he is their offense. I mean, he's got 735 rushing yards, eight touchdowns. So he's only one behind Dalvin Cook there. Well, and they've and, had their bye week too, and they so have. Dalvin his numbers are a little more skewed there. I, I absolutely agree. Um, and a note on it: that's my number three pick. So I, I'm I'm listening to everything oh, yeah. you say. I I think he's he bulked up. He's running hard. He's got a, he's got 350 rushing or uh, receiving yards to tack on to his 700. So he's over a thousand yards already on Incredible. total offense. Incredible, and with 10 touchdowns. So you know it's funny because neither one of those guys is the touchdown leader going into this week. You know who is? Aaron Jones. He's got 11, and so I think it's 11 anyway. He, but he's catching the ball a lot and running the ball a lot. I, I don't know how you take him off the field after you see the, the last couple of weeks' performances. You just got to feed him. Yeah. And and Aaron Rodgers, you know, that that may be the Green Bay Packers' downfall because Aaron Rodgers always wants the ball. He does. So um, controlling the clock is always tough. Ask Kansas City. You know, you, you got to control the clock. You cannot just go out and score lightning fast no. in this league. So, so you had him at number three. I had him at number three. I think with, with Cam coming out and being a, a bust this year, yeah. um, McCaffrey had to kind of take the team on his back, and he's done He's done that. Uh, Kyle Allen's playing really well, too, don't get me wrong. But McCaffrey's been yard after yard after yard. He is He's the best running back in the league right now. Pound for opinion. pound, I think he's probably – he is the best running back. Uh, I actually put – 
Patrick Mahomes at number three. Oh, you still and, think he and, has a and, chance? And, well, I mean, he, he's only—I think he's fourth in the league in passing right now, still, and he's been out for a game uh, over. Uh, no, I take that back. He in uh, in yards, he's uh, down at number seven, but he's he's only he's less than two hundred yards behind the leader in passing. He's got fifteen touchdowns to one interception. His touchdown to interception ratio is ridiculous. And it in is. fact, um, you know, so he takes care of the ball and he's aggressive, which is rare to find. So let's say he even sits out this week and comes back against Tennessee, which is sounds like the timeline. Um, they're still not, and we'll get into that later, but they're still not ruling him out for the Minnesota game coming up. And yet. this is a good week for Mason to be officially as our, our full time guy because we will be Sunday together watching the game probably yelling at each other so it'll, it'll be fun um it's it, i think patrick mahomes it's an outside chance for mvp but gosh if he can go out and throw you know let's say he throws 40 touchdowns this year let's say he comes out and throws 40 touchdowns this year lights up the league at the end kansas city's getting healthy now um i think he still has a chance and he, he's proven he can do that all of a sudden just light it up i'll agree he has a chance absolutely i mean He's, he's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion, right now. I mean, he's he's electrifying to watch. I, you can't take him out of the race ever. If he would come back and throw for 40 touchdowns and so many thousands of yards, it, it really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, the injuries, I think, are going to bite him this year, though. I think it's just it's the Madden curse, unfortunately. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, it probably is. You're, you're probably right. Well, we'll move on to number two because I think that's the Patrick Mahomes thing is an outside chance. Um, number two, I actually have Russell Wilson, and his stats have been good, but I think the most impressive thing with Russell Wilson is the fact that he's doing it with no-name guys None. out there. He does not have a ton of talent around him. Um, the defense is pretty salty. I mean, they're good, but he is winning, and he's winning in the hardest way, and it, it's on his shoulders, so I got to put Russell Wilson still in the mix at number two for I sure. I agree. He's a, he's an absolute athlete. Uh, he has been since he's came out of since I remember him beating Nebraska when he played for Wisconsin, and then he took over. They just Seattle just got done spending millions of dollars on a quarterback, and he comes out of the draft and, and wins the starting job. And then was that Flynn? Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. One one hit wonder. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, he got paid a lot of money to sit back and relax. Man, that. that he will never be upset with that deal. No. Because he didn't he did he he didn't even start a game for Seattle, I don't believe. No. Russell so. actually took the starting job game one and, and he's played great ever since. Uh I don't think he's gotten the MVP yet, has he? No. I, um, I don't believe so. He he deserved a big contract he got this year. I think he's he's a humble person. He's always he never gets hurt. And he as much as he rushes the ball. He never really gets hurt. He, he's always yep. there, ready to play. He's smart. He's there's one thing about Russell Wilson that makes him dangerous. He's very, very smart, and they knew that coming out of college when they drafted him. You know, when you draft a guy that's shorter in stature and doesn't fit the prototype size, you have to be smarter than the other guys on the field. You got to know where your passing lanes are. You got to know where your wide receivers are when you can't see them, and that's a huge thing. Who do you have at number two? Uh, number two, I got Rodgers. So I think we might have him flipped okay. here a little bit. Um, as much as I hate to say it, he is having a phenomenal year. Again, racking up yard after yard, making touchdowns. And he's always safe for the ball. He's not – I don't know how many interceptions he has. 16 and two. He's got 16 touchdowns, two interceptions. interceptions. He's second in the league for passing yards uh, behind Jared Goff, who, you know, Jared Goff's thrown seven picks compared to 11 touchdowns. So, you know, you put Aaron Rodgers obviously above uh, Goff. But he, 
he's throwing the ball a lot. He's carrying that team on his shoulders. He's distributing the ball better. I think everybody was kind of wondering how uh, him and, and his new coach would fit together. Seems like maybe LaFleur is just letting him do his thing. He, he's looking good. He's As much as I hate to say it, he's definitely putting his name in the hat for MVP. I got him sitting at number two. And um, you, you've got Russell Wilson number one? I got Wilson number I, I've one. I've got Aaron Rodgers number one. So I, I think right now, as it sits, I think Aaron Rodgers has proven. And he's beating tough teams. He is. You know, it's not it's not a cakewalk schedule. He's got a, a very tough division. Detroit's no slouch. No. Minnesota's definitely very good. He went out and beat Kansas City. He, You know, the Bears' defense. I mean, he, he looks like the old Aaron Rodgers right now. He does. He and does. he's really lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, the refs help hey, him out a little luck, bit. Luck is part of football. I will take it. Luck if is you part end with a W, I will definitely take it. Oh, yeah. Yep. The Detroit game was not very good, but yeah. we, we'll, we'll, we'll not talk about that. So um, that concludes our first part. Uh, we're going to move on and get to some picks in for you guys. Uh, try to keep it pretty brief this week. Um, we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. We are going to go over our Week 9 NFL picks. So um, one thing we're changing, uh, I'm changing. Uh, the first half of the season, I was picking straight, um, and Mitchell and Mason were picking against the spread. They feel like it's much easier to pick a straight winner. I don't know if I agree, I, but I, no, I, it, I, I, it do, I do is. agree. It is much harder to pick against the spread. So I am going to follow suit. I'm going to pick against the spread so we can get a true evaluation of who knows football better. Absolutely. Me or Mason. All right, we'll And the see. last half is going to be me and Mason on the picks. So the rest of the season, me and Mason are going to be making the picks here. So Well, hopefully I'm, I'm picking better because my, my book account is hurting a little bit. Last Sunday <laughs> well, was well, not good. Well, Mitchell the last two weeks did not pick well. I it's, think he got four right two weeks ago. He got seven right last week, Ooh. and so it was a it was a rough week. And as he he he'll always tell you, you got to get more than half. You, oh, yeah. you got to win sixty percent to to win. Well, with with juice, seventy percent. To be honest yep. with you, sixty percent you break even, seventy percent you're making a little money. So Mitchell's a little poor, right a, now. a little yeah, bit, a little and, poor. And so. I, I'm feeling the pain as well. <laughs> um, I, you know. This is the first time for me. Uh, I'm new to sports gambling, but I know it's a big thing. It's becoming legal throughout the U.S. in every state. Um, South Dakota has not followed suit quite yet. I have no doubt with Iowa jumping on board. I think Minnesota's probably on board now. I think they're I, coming you know, up. Nebraska probably, and South Dakota will probably be a couple of the last uh, locations to do it because they're very conservative. Um, but I, I don't think they'll have a choice. Um, so everybody else is doing it is yeah. jumping on board. It's not a taboo anymore to, to yeah. sports gamble. It really is, and, no. and it's exciting. It's fun. It, it definitely is, and it pays for some of my roads. So we're good. Absolutely, <laughs> it's better than my income tax. Uh, so uh, the first game of the week is is going to be happening um, t- tonight. We're recording this on a Thursday. Um, I probably won't get it published until Friday. So I, I apologize, but we're going to have these picks in to see who is. You'll know who is right right away. Uh, is going to be San Francisco against Arizona, and San Francisco is favored by ten this week. Um, so that is a, definitely a good chunk of points. Who do you got here, bud? I I, I honestly took Arizona. Uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take the points. I, I think San Francisco is a better team by far. Uh, but after that that big game they had last week, I can see him having a little bit of a hangover game. I actually was thinking the same thing. I 
any other week, if, if San Francisco would have struggled last week or, or would have been a closer game or played a better game last week, um, I probably would have taken San Francisco plus uh, or minus 10. Absolutely. But I'm taking Arizona plus 10 right now. I, th- I think Arizona's not as bad as what everybody thinks they are. They're, they're young. Um, there's a lot of problems on the team. But I, they're proving me wrong with uh, um, their quarterback. I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Uh, I didn't know how he, he you know, you, when you, you draft a guy, we talked about Russell Wilson, he, he's smaller. He's much smaller. Um, and I didn't know with some of the stuff that happened at Oklahoma last year, uh, they questioned his character. I didn't know if he'd be able to lead a team. And, and so far, he's proven me wrong. He's playing well. Um, I think he might be a, a good quarterback uh, in the future. So I'm going to take Arizona plus 10, and I you agree. are too. The, the only thing I'm a little worried on that that, that that game is, I don't know who's playing running back for Arizona tonight. They are having some issues. They're saying Johnson's not playing. Edmonds isn't playing. I don't and think Edmonds either. is not playing either. I had him on my fantasy team for all of two days. Edmonds? Yeah, I was so mad. Well, and they just got uh, Kenyon Drake, right, I believe, from, mm-hmm. from Miami. So I'm kind of curious why they picked him up, but – It'll well, be interesting. I think, I think it's obvious they're they're low on running backs, you know, and and we all know Miami's trying to unload the stockpile draft. Picks. Everyone, everyone, although I think they got a fifth round out of him as all, which surprises me. Um, but running backs are dime a dozen, and I don't think he's their long term fix anyway. I can see Kenyon Drake being a loner right now. Uh, he's just a rental. I see Melvin Gordon maybe to the, to well, the Dolphins. They they um, in the off season because yeah, trade, trade well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I can see that, you know. You know, the thing is, though, there's so running backs are so draftable. You can get a running back in the third, fourth, and fifth round. You can. You really can. Um, so I, I just don't, I don't, there's not much market for those marquee running backs any, anymore. Um, so I, I, I think Arizona is on the right path. I just, uh, I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think they keep it close. I agree. Um, we got the, the Texans versus the Jaguars. Um, it's in Jacksonville. Um, Texans are only favored by a point and a half, which really does surprise me. Well, J.J. Watt going down, you know, that does yep, change yep. things. He is uh, the legend of Minshew kind of looms over. Really? I mean, he's playing well. And it's at Jacksonville, I believe. It is at Jacksonville, yeah. So, home field, they, their defense is good. You know, even without Jalen, their, their defense is a really good defense. I actually went with Jacksonville. I, I'm going to take the point and a half, and I'm, I'm going to ride Minshew this week. See, and I, I'm going the other way. I think the Texans uh, put it together on offense and, and light up the scoreboard against Jacksonville. I think they um, I think they they expose Jacksonville to be uh, not as good of a defense. You know, you look at Jacksonville over the last couple of years playing high-powered offenses, which I think you can qualify Houston as a high-powered offense. Absolutely. Um, I think their only downside is they don't have a really good running back back there. But uh, you let Deshaun Watson go wild on them. I think they, they get beat. I think they get beat handily. Um, you know, and and that's nothing against Minshew. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, I, I think he's going to end up taking the job from Foles. I think he should, but who knows? I mean, they paid Foles a lot of money. They did, so that's a tough one. So I'm I'm actually taking the Texans minus one and a half on that one. Uh, next up, Washington Buffalo. Boy, this is a really hard one. This is tough. Uh, you know, there it's at Buffalo. It's a lot um, of points. It's a lot of points. The nine uh, Buffalo's favored by nine and a half points, which I think is is crazy. Not because of the matchup, Washington's not good, but Buffalo's offense isn't a high powered offense. No, not at all. Not are at the, all. I, you know, maybe the books are counting on Washington just not scoring at all. 
That's you know, well, do we know who Washington's quarterback is this week? I think it's Keenum again. Isn't is, it? Is Keenum I, coming back? I think it's Keenum again. I, I don't think. I, maybe Haskins. I I don't know. I mean, and that is, that shows you how much I'm paying attention to what Washington's doing because yeah. it really doesn't matter. It's not. It really good. doesn't. It's not good. Um, I actually went with Buffalo. I, as much as I think it's a lot of points, the, Buffalo's defense is really tough. And when Washington's just struggling everywhere to go play a tough defense like Buffalo, and then I think Josh Allen has a couple touchdowns. So I think they do cover, not easily, but they cover on See, this one. And I'm taking Washington. I think it's going to be like a 14-9 game. Washington gets a few field goals. Uh, you know, it's it's a fight between field goals and touchdowns. And I, I don't see Buffalo going out there and blowing up for 35 points. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Washington and uh, – and stick with it. All right, I'm got probably going to regret it. A couple disagreements already so far. <laughs> um, the next game is actually our game. Uh, Minnesota at Kansas City. It, there is no line on it right Not now. Not that I've seen. Be- I, waiting on Mahomes is, is my guess. Vegas just doesn't want to put a line out. Well, um, I mean, I think it's obvious with Mahomes in, the line changes dramatically. Absolutely. You know, it's not going to be like a one and a half point swing. It's going to be a five, six point swing if Mahomes probably. is on the field. I think, in my in my opinion, Minnesota is probably going to be favored if Mahomes not there by maybe one, one or two. If Mahomes is in, Kansas City is going to be favored by six. See, and I disagree. I think if Mahomes was in, Kansas City would be favored. I think they'd be favored by probably four and a half, three and a half. Well, that's what I mean by well, oh, I said I, six. I, I said Kansas City be favored by six. Oh, with... you said Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, and I think uh, without Mahomes in, I think it's going to be closer to a, a maybe even Kansas City favored by one and a half or Minnesota favored by one and a half. It's, it's going to be really, really close. Um, but you know, you look at what Matt Moore did last week against the Packers, who have a good defense. They do have a good defense, and there's so many playmakers around. If you get into a shootout with Kansas City, if Minnesota gets into a shootout with Kansas City, it's not going to go their way. No. It's not. Um, not at all. Minnesota has the defense and the running game to do what it takes to beat Kansas City, even with Mahomes in. There's no doubt in my mind. If they can control the clock and run Dalvin Cook, which they should, with it sounds like Frank Clark's going to be out again. Chris Jones might play. But that's still, you're down three defensive linemen. A secondary that's not all that great. Um, linebackers are playing a little bit better, but still, if you can run the ball, hey, you get all you need is five yards of carry. That's control it. the clock. Control and, the clock, and you it might not even be a close. Now, again, you're talking to Andy Reid with a backup quarterback who seems to know how to get the most out of backup quarterbacks, and you're talking Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be healthy. Uh, I mean, they're going to score some points. I don't. I don't think it's going to be necessarily a shootout, like really high. But I do think that it's going to be a higher scoring game. It's not going to be a three to six winner, a huge defensive battle. There's only been two times in, in the last two years that somebody's held Kansas City under twenty six points. It's just not going to happen. It's tough. So it's it's it'll be fun. And with that. I'm going with my team and taking Minnesota. Yep, and I'm going to go with Kansas City. You know, <laughs> that, yeah. Would you expect anything less? Come yeah, on you now. You can't pick against your team. Oh, it's it's just I'm, I'm so looking forward to Sunday. 
we got me, uh, Mason. Uh, I have more. There's many more Vikings fans down uh, where we watch the game at Ben's Brewing Company. Who um, I haven't mentioned Ben in a while. Uh, he, he helped me get this part, podcast started, so I appreciate it. Um, but we're going to go down and, and enjoy it. And then Anthony's going to be there. He's a Detroit fan of the game at Zafford, so it's going to be a long day. Uh, I haven't informed the wife yet that I'll be down there all day. But eh, well, you know, it's going to happen. So, Easier to ask for uh, uh, forgiveness. Forgiveness, than for yeah. Permission. <laughs> so. Um, that's going to be it's going to be a fun time. We'll tell you how the, how it went. We'll see if somebody gets a black eye. Um, that that's possible too. Probably more likely somebody falls over drunk and gets a black eye than one of us punch each other. Uh, next game is a barn burner. Fun, 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 fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, the one win Jets versus the no win Miami Dolphins. Um, I was listening to the radio today, and it seemed like everybody was saying, jumping on the Miami train, saying, "This is the this is their this one is win. The one? This is the one." I I think Darnold comes out and has a good game. To be honest with you, I think he's having just a rough year. You know, other than the Dallas game, it's just been a, a long year for him. But I, I think the Jets actually get this this one win. Uh, I'm not saying Miami's going over this year, but I don't think this is the time. I took Jets minus three. I'm actually taking Miami plus three. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the the experts because I can't call myself an expert at this yet, but I'm I'm hoping to get there. Uh, but I'm listening to the experts and say this is a, a, it's in Miami. They're gonna get a win eventually. This is a huge opportunity, but I could be completely wrong. It could be 42 to three Jets. I mean, it, it certainly could be. Um, you know, there's a, there's still some talent on that Jets team, so I uh, won't spend a whole lot of time on that. Next game is a division game, uh, or excuse me, uh, uh, an NFC game with Chicago and Philly. It's at Philly. Um, Philly's favored by four and a half points. You know, I'm kind of keep waiting for Philly to 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 jump out at me, and they're not. Um, I I think they're playing decent ball, not great. I think they might squeak into the playoffs, maybe, but they're not great. Chicago's defense is going to put up a fight, but Chicago has zero offense. They have so even when Chicago is going to get a few stops, their offense is going to come up there and, and drop nothing. And that's why I'm taking I'm taking Philly to win, but I'm taking Chicago plus you are taking the four the and a half. I think it's going to be a really close game because I think that defense is. I think it's going to be a a ten to, ten to seven game. I think it's going to be a really low scoring game because. The defense is so good on that Chicago side that it, it confuses Carson Wentz. They can't really run the ball all that well. And and then I think that Philly's defense isn't that great, but the offense is just terrible on the Chicago side. Just awful. It's horrible. So I, th- I, I, I gotta, I'm going to say, what's the over-under on the amount of interceptions thrown this game? I'm going to guess four. I was going to say five. I'll bet you there's at least five turnovers in this game. And it's a god awful game to watch. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> I I did take the uh, f- or minus four and a half. I did take Philly Took to Philly. cover. Okay. Yep. Um, Indy Pittsburgh. Uh, you know uh, this is an interesting game because it's uh, Indy's only favored by one point, which I think is absurd. I think it's absolutely I absurd. Think- they're, and he's getting no credit. They're having a good year. Their defense Jacoby is playing Brissett tough. looks great. He does. They're getting absolutely no credit for how they're well they're playing this year. I don't think they're they're the best team in the league by any means, but a one point favorite over Pittsburgh, it, to me, is is not where that listen, should be. Listen to these stats. Jacoby Brissett is uh, completing sixty four percent of his or almost sixty five percent of his passes. Fourteen touchdowns, only three interceptions. And has sixteen hundred yards passing. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? 
No, maybe, maybe Luck. I, you not know, Brissett. You know, I know he wasn't out last year, so it's hard. But boy, it feels like this comeback story. And I, I, I like Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a good quarterback. I think that you stick with him. I think Indy sticks with him after this year. Even why I don't even not? Think they go after. They're him having a like great him. year. They're going to make a playoff run. It's I, I definitely took Indy on this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason Rudolph's having a decent year at, at Pittsburgh. It's not horrible, but Indy blatantly is a better team in my opinion. Yeah, I took Indy. Uh, minus the one. I think they, they win by a touchdown or more. Um, Tennessee, Carolina, another tough game to pick. I mean, this week is full of tough games to pick, really. Uh, I don't really want to spend a lot of time on it because we talked about it earlier. Um, but Carolina's, uh, you know, Kyle Allen looks really good. He's probably the future of that franchise. I, I think, think so. I think Cam Newton's gone after this year. I think the, the quarterback situation, who knows in Tennessee – um, but I, I, I took Tennessee plus three and a half because I think Carolina's in disarray a little bit after, and after taking a beating, it might've been a moral. And, and I, I kind of took the opposite. I think after the beating, they're going to come out fighting a little bit. I went with Carolina on this one. It, it's, I agree with you. I think Kyle Allen's their future. I think he's having a I great just, year. I just think Tennessee's defense is, is a really good defense. They and they're going to confuse a young quarterback. And I, I think it's going to be get tough. some turnovers or yeah, something. Yeah. It's it's going to be honestly based on how good McCaffrey performs. Yeah. is what that game's going to come down to. If McCaffrey goes off. Carolina's going to win. If Tennessee can stop McCaffrey, because that's all Carolina really. Yeah. It's a good thing to have, but it, it's all they have. Next up, we got Detroit at Oakland, and you know I'm I'm pretty biased because I, I grew up hating the Raiders, being a Chiefs fan. Um, so I don't think they're as good. And the line confuses me because Detroit's only favored by two points. I know it's at home. So really it's a five-point swing because of the home field advantage, the three-point home field advantage. But I think Detroit's a better football team than they show. Um, and I think Detroit's going to come out and put, stomp a mud hole in them. They, you know, Josh Jacobs is having a good year, I think, for Oakland. But in my opinion, that's all they got, too. Detroit... This record doesn't show how good they are playing this year. Stafford's having a really good year. I absolutely agree. I think that that point spread is way off. I'm definitely taking Detroit. I think this is an easy pick. Yeah, Stafford's playing one of his better statistical years, from what I, I know. He's over 2,000 yards passing, 16 touchdowns, only four interceptions, which I I was a little lost when I read that stat because I, I, in my head – I see him throwing interceptions this year, and he's not. No. He's really not. He's had a couple fumbles, I think. Um, but he, he's playing really well. Detroit's playing really well. They're kind of – it sucks that they're in the division they're in because they're just not going to have a chance. You know, Minnesota and Green Bay are, are bar, bar, uh, bar ahead of them. They are. So, um, I, I'm, taking, I'm taking Detroit to win by more than two. I, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely I agree. I think that's uh, – I like Gruden as a person. I wish he would have stayed on Monday Night Football because I I don't like to dislike Gruden. <laughs> you know, he's uh, funny, but, but I gotta hate him. You know, just like Peyton Manning. I love Peyton Manning. When he went to the Broncos, I hate Peyton Manning. <laughs> that's, that, that's just how it works. You know. Um, next game is uh, Tampa Bay Seattle. Um, it's in Seattle, which is one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. It's Tampa Bay, who is just inconsistent. Horrible. Did you, but did you know, and, and this is, I, I didn't know this until I started looking at the statistics, um, that Godwin and Evans are are both up there in the top 20 in receiving yards. Um, they both have, I do believe, six, uh, let's see here. Yeah, both have six touchdowns. So 12 touchdowns between the two of them. I, how are they so bad? Air raid. Well, air raid is why the statistics, but 
Our defense isn't all that great. They turn the ball over quite a bit. Plus, Winston isn't going to be there next year. No, no. I And I'm taking Seattle minus four and a half. I'm, I agree. I'm taking Seattle. Uh, they're a tough. Or plus, it, excuse me, plus four and a half, right? Be minus four and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah Seattle. Yeah, 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 Seattle um, minus four and a half. Got to win by five. Yep. I Seattle's good. It's at Seattle. Everything points. It's an easy pick yeah. again, in my opinion. I agree. Seattle's going to take this one pretty heaven handily. Next one's interesting. We talked about both their quarterbacks. Well, kind of. They're <laughs> earlier with Cleveland at Denver. Um, usually Denver's a really hard place to play, but and their defense is still really good. Um, but I, you know, Cleveland. I think Cleveland somehow gets a, a win here. I think they win by more than a touchdown because it, who's the quarterback at Denver right now? Do you I, know? No, I, I can't. No, I, no I didn't idea. do enough research. I, I don't know who. I know it's a young guy. Um, uh, but anyway, we'll we'll move on from that. Who'd you take in that one? I took Cleveland. I think they they run a few games. I think they they win a couple games over the next few weeks. Denver's just a dumpster fire this year. I, I think John Elway's gone at the end of the year. You think he takes off too? I I think I don't think he gets a choice. That they got to do something because it's yeah. not good, and that's a very passionate fan base. Very passionate fan base. They don't like losing, um, but no, it's easy pick for me. I take Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Green Bay Chargers. It's in at L.A. Chargers, which is um, never a home field advantage for the Chargers. It usually is a majority opposing team. It's so I, funny. It I get a I get a kick out of it when I see that. Um, you're talking about the one of the hottest teams in the league in Green Bay mm-hmm. against one of the most overrated team year after year, um, and they're just the Chargers find a way to lose every game. Now, with that said, the Chargers seem to beat teams they shouldn't beat. It happens somehow. Phil Rivers does Phil Rivers things and just goes off for 500 yards one game a year, and that's why I'm taking the Chargers you are, plus three and a half. That's a ballsy move, Cotton. I, um, <laughs> I, I'm definitely staying with Green Bay on this one. I, I'm not saying Chargers can't win, but it, it, I think it's just win. one. Of, I think it's just one of those games where you, Aaron Rodgers come off a huge Sunday night win, and the Chargers again they 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 don't win the games they're supposed to win. And they'll win one or two of those games they're not supposed to. They they show their talent in a couple, and maybe that's why every year the Chargers are picked by most major uh, major news media to win the AFC West, which boggles my mind. The, most of them pick the Chargers to win this year, and which you're coming, you're one of the highest powered offenses of NFL history, MVP quarterback, and they're picking the Chargers. And I I love it Don't because it. I like seeing my team play from the underdog. And I know Philip Rivers is going to throw a couple picks or fumble the ball to to give us a oh, couple absolutely. wins every year. So, um, New England Baltimore probably one of the most interesting games. Not because I think, um, not because I like either team, I guess, but because this is really, in my opinion, the first test for New England. Finally, something. I mean, I was kind of curious on Cleveland, and Baker Mayfield did Baker Mayfield things mm-hmm. and turned the ball over way too many times. Uh, New England's defense looks brutal this year. I think Cleveland just got outcoached last week. In that, it was flat out outcoached. I could agree with that. And Baltimore, you know, you've got you've got a Harbaugh over there and John, mm-hmm. and I, I he's a good coach, and they know what they're doing. So I think Baltimore has a chance to beat them. Um, I still am taking New England. <laughs> you know, my main rule, or one of my number one rules, is never bet against Belichick. Yep. I, I, I've taken Baltimore this week. I've taken the points. But they're not at 
Foxborough. So that is a good case because you never bet against them at Fox. No, and that's actually the only reason I'm taking Baltimore. One of the only reasons is it's it's at home for Baltimore. Um, I think it's kind of a – I'm hoping Patriots lose. They've won enough. You know, I'll be honest. I don't care anymore because, I mean, first – number one seed, in my opinion, is done. It is figured out already. New England's going to be the number one seed going Mm -hmm. into the playoffs. I I think they probably drop a couple games here. Um, maybe with some injuries, possibly, uh, you know, and I don't hope injuries upon anybody, but I kind of hope they, they get the injury bug at the end of the year instead of like we are, Kansas City is, at the middle or beginning of the year. So it's all about who's healthy at the end of the year. I'm taking uh, New England minus three and a half, and you're taking Baltimore plus I took three Baltimore, and a half. Okay. Yeah. So we've, we've got some differences here. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. And then we get the Monday night game, uh, a division game. These are always tough. Uh, Dallas is tough to read, whether they're a good team or whether they're a bad team. So hit or miss. Um, the Giants have a uh, – I, I read that they're probably going to be as healthy as they've been on offense all year this week. Um, Sterling Shepard's coming back. Uh, Barkley's healthy. Uh, Matt, uh, Jones is going to be out there throwing the ball around. Um, I'm actually taking the Giants plus 7.5 because even if they don't win, I think they keep it close because it's a division game. It's in New York. I absolutely agree, one hundred percent. I think there's a a pretty good chance they even win this game outright. I I, I can see it. Um, yeah. I'll ta- I'll take the seven and a half points thing on top of it, but I I think it, you just said it is going to be a close game. Dallas isn't just going to run run away with it. I just don't see that. Happening. I think there's going to be a lot of running going on in this game. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of Barkley. You're going to see a lot of Elliott. Yeah. Um. Now I think Barkley's a better pass catcher. I think it's proven he's a better pass catcher. So I think that might be the difference in the game. I think Barkley's a better running back right now. Fresher legs. Overall, yeah. Um, yeah. So I agree with that. It, it, it's going to be – it'll actually be a pretty fun game to watch, I think. It, it's Because it's a division game, too. So you, you, that's another reason. It, it's going to be close. Dallas isn't going to win by more than seven and a half. I, no. I'm definitely going Giants. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So which game are you looking forward to the most this week? You know, the Minnesota-Kansas City games are going to be fun to watch. Aside from that one, because obviously me and you are looking forward to that one the most. It, it is. You know, it's it kind of sad that Mahomes probably won't play. But, um, you, you know, it, it's tough. There's there's so many to choose from. I, I think the the Arizona-San Francisco game tonight might be might be the one to watch. Or, honestly, the Baltimore-New England game. Yeah, I was going to say the Baltimore-New England. Because I'm just curious as, of how Lamar Jackson handles that defense. How good that defense really is. Yeah. Because it gives me a little insight if Kansas City makes the playoffs or the other teams make the playoffs. Is this defense really that good? Because they're, they're comparing them now to the greatest of all time. They're, well, they, they've, what, they've only allowed three offensive touchdowns this year? Something like that? And I want to say that the defense has scored a touchdown um, in the last five or six games. The defense has scored a touchdown. And what are they in? They're like number four in fantasy points to defense. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, come on, well, man. Colin, in our fantasy league, has him uh, has the, the New England defense, and he is the only unbeaten team. And, and it's not by a little bit. By three games. He's 8-0. It, and actually, I think everybody's fantasy league, if you look at your number one or number two team, it's probably got New England's probably. defense. Probably. I mean, it's unreal what they're doing. They're yeah. just they're coming out, and then when you have Tom Brady as a, a great game manager, it's just a it's a great we're, win for success. We're going to find out how good they really are this week and for the next few weeks because we they've got some tough games. They do up. finally actually have to start playing some tough teams. It's going to be exciting to see, um, but Belichick's Belichick, <laughs> never bet against him. Absolutely. But it, it'll be fun. Well, we, we will um, – we're going to – 
post some stuff on our Facebook page. So follow us on Facebook. It's Armchair Football. Uh, we are going to put some pictures up here. Uh, we're going to keep you updated on how we're doing on uh, uh, on Sunday when we're sitting at, at Ben's watching the game. Uh, and, again, it should be really, really fun. Uh, it's always a good time when you got a close friend that uh, it, it, your teams are playing each other. So uh, we thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoy it, and uh, we look forward to, to seeing you next time.